didn't matter. All these new people she'd have to meet. She'd be famous, Rates said. She would perform. They'd flock in their millions. And they'd pay. After New Orleans, New York. Let them goggle. You show them. You show them what you can do. How proud you are. You go out there and let them see you. Can't do it, she thought. Scared. Scared. Have to. Come this far. Who is this Rates, anyway? Mama, I'm lost. She sipped the bitter muck. He could be a crook or a madman for all she knew. All she remembered was a suave, podgy little man, well-spoken. In New Orleans, Mr. Rate said, there'd be a big rehearsal room where she could practice on a real stage. What if he wasn't there? Alone in New Orleans. Never get back home. The conductor was calling all aboard. The place filled up. She watched the country roll by again, flat as ever still, but broken up now with vast stretches of water and acres of sugarcane, and people sprinkled out like black corn, working the flatness. The long car was packed. Boys passed up and down the aisles selling candy and papers, and the heat was terrible. Off in the distance, from time to time, a cluster of slave cabins would appear, and sometimes a great white house. The windows didn't open. The air was ripe with sweaty people. A stove at one end leaked smoke. At the station, she stood with her grip on the ground beside her. The place swarmed, the same as all the other way stations they'd stopped at along the road, only bigger and noisier. She didn't see Mr. Rates, and didn't know what to do, where to wait. Everyone was shouting, shunting luggage around. She tried to get out of the way, close to tears. And then he loomed in front of her. The portly man from the night of Martha's wedding, with his thin-lipped smile and small, pale eyes. At the wedding, he'd been dressed like a gentleman, but here he wore a loud check jacket and carried a black cane with a silver tip. My dear Miss Julia, he said in an oily way. Mr. Rates, she said. I was just wondering what to do if you hadn't been here. Of course I'm here. A thin, pockmarked boy, whose nose turned up extremely, appeared at Mr. Rates's side. He looked straight at her veiled face, then away. And on time, you see, Rates said. Is this all you have? She looked down. Her stuff looked paltry. This is all, she said. Excellent. Michael? The boy picked up her grip and her guitar and set off briskly, weaving through the crowd. Mr. Rates offered Julia his arm and led her after. You must be tired, he said. Terrible journey, terrible. I've done it myself. All went well, I take it? Yes. Excellent. Outside, the horses hung down their long brown heads, nostrils steaming. Their carriage smelled of dung and lemons. 
All the books she'd read in Don Pedro's house had not prepared her for the excitement of New Orleans. But it's too big, she said with a nervous laugh. It goes on and on. It was a city of long streets and tall terraces, big houses with gardens, Spanish courtyards that put her in mind of Culiacan, and everywhere people teeming, loitering, meeting and parting, more people than she'd ever seen. Music flashed by, the high whistling peal of a street organ. Trying to see, she carefully lifted her veil and was aware of a tightening in Rates's attention, but she held it slantwise, cleverly, so that it was like looking out of a tunnel. No one could see her. Careful, Rates said very softly by her ear.